session with Dr. Farid Hulak. Good evening and welcome to In Session with Dr. Fadi Dalakwi. I'm your host, Dr. Fadi Dalakwi, and I'll be with you for the next hour here on Radio Hamra. Studio number to call in, 310-441-0555. But if you do call in, I ask that all questions be directed towards my guests, who I will introduce to you shortly, who are here to talk about an upcoming film festival here in the Los Angeles area. It's called the Pembroke Taparelli Arts and Film Festival. Well, let me introduce you to our guests tonight. We have two very wonderful guests who are here to tell us, actually three, um, if we get the chance to also introduce a third one. But uh, to begin with, we have the festival director. Her name is Michelle Andrea Michelle Smith, a native of Kingston, Jamaica. She started her career as a filmmaker in 2008 with a documentary entitled I Want to Be President. Michelle Andrea Michelle Smith has written, directed, and produced several projects over the last eight years, including three short films, Descent, Alone, and Necrophilia. She also co-produced the web series Real Life. In addition to producing, Andrea Michelle Smith has acted in numerous film and theatrical productions throughout the country. She is committed to portraying positive images of African people. Andrea Michelle Smith loves and appreciates the power entertainment has to impact the lives of people around the globe. Along with Smith's passion for the arts in its various forms, Smith has always been a strong proponent for social justice. She started the Central Baptist Church Social Justice Ministry and initiated Rites of Passage program for the young congregants. The Pembroke Taparelli Arts and Film Festival is Smith's coupling of her love for the arts and her passion for social justice. She wanted to take action and provide a platform for those artivists, artists and activists, who seek to use their artistic voice for social change. Smith's festival experience was honed during her stint as programmer for the inaugural Diaspora Program for the Hollywood Black Film Festival in 2013. Andrea Michelle Smith holds a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology from Adelphi University and a Juris Doctorate from Benjamin N. Cardoza School of law. Welcome to the show tonight, Andrea. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. And let's introduce our other guest, Shaheen Talabreza, is on the board of directors of the Pembroke Taparelli Arts and Film Festival. He's an investor in a wide range of companies, both private and public, and a graduate of the Washington College of Law at American University. Shaheen is passionate about the power of the arts to transform people and societies. He's excited to work with the Pembroke Taparelli Arts and Film Festival to provide a platform for the artistic endeavors of all the filmmakers, musicians, and painters participating in this event. Shaheen lives in Los Angeles with his wife, Elena, who's with us tonight, and two teenage boys, and he loves nature, travel, and spending time with his family. Shaheen, thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you, Farid. All right. So let's get into it. Maybe you guys can tell the listeners First, about this film festival, especially for the Los Angeles area, and they can participate um, and how they can get involved. But just tell us what the film festival is about. Maybe, Andre, you can let us know. Okay, so the film festival got started in um, 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, I Well, look, let's back up. I had an idea for a film festival. I knew I wanted to do one because as an actor, I wanted to 
you know, create the kind of roles that I wanted to play. So I started writing and things of that nature. But I didn't see a lot of the kind of films that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But I knew somebody was out there doing it. But in Hollywood, I didn't really see that. So I wanted to do something that would, you know, bring those kinds of films together. It's, initially, when it first started, I wanted to do something for more black filmmakers. Mm-hmm. African filmmakers in the diaspora. But the more I thought about it, and as I um, continued to start building my idea around film festivals, I kind of you noticed that there were some really prominent black film festivals out there that were really good. And I spoke, to, and but for me, I didn't see the 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 political the social justice part of it mm-hmm. there was there were films out there there were good films and there were great festivals but the the part that i love the part that that stirs me up which was the political the social justice stuff the relevance globally i didn't see that mm-hmm. so that's kind of what i it morphed into it's like that wasn't there and so that's kind of how it came about i got that idea in 2014. Um, well, I had the idea prior, but in 2014, mm-hmm. I was in Atlanta shooting a reality show. And I was like, this is not my life. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, and, and I went to bed and like woke up the next day and I started writing down my idea for the film festival. And I came back to LA ready to go and do this. And 2016, the first festival was it happened. Well, that's awesome. I love hearing, yeah. uh, actually, I'm glad you shared the story of how it came about because, you know, we see like there's a festival or whatever it might be. People write a book or whatever they might do. And it just seems very like, okay, it happened. But people had to go through a process, you know, the idea to come about it, then actually executing it always takes some kind of leap of faith and yes. some type of, a, you know, you never know exactly how it's going to go. But I think it's great that you saw something that was missing, which I think is what a lot of people do. They say, uh, write the book that you don't find on the bookshelves, right? right? That you wish was there. Make the movie that you don't see, but you wish was out there. So yeah. you created the film festival that you didn't see to also attract some of the type of movies and art exactly. that you wanted to see. And I went globally because I felt as though the issues that we were facing here in this country, there are other people facing them too. Mm-hmm. What were they doing about it? How were they handling it? And the only people that I, the only way I could, besides going and doing empirical research and do, you know, <laughs> getting statistics, film. Mm-hmm. Filmmakers tell the stories. They're the storytellers. In Africa, it was the griots back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. So... I wanted to get the the information from the storytellers because do, whether it's documentary or narrative, it's still story and it's still important. Yeah, and I think that's something we definitely want to talk about today is this idea of how art and stories are really what tend to motivate people to action. There's this uh, quote, it says, you know, one person dying is a tragedy, a million people dying is a statistic. Right. And so a lot of times when we just hear the numbers or we hear about issues that are going on, it could sound bad or we might, you know, get sad about it for two seconds, but then we kind of move on with our right. day. But when we're touched by people's stories, whether it's their real life stories in a documentary or in a, a movie or some mm-hmm. kind of uh, work of art, it moves us in a different way. You know, as human beings, we get moved by seeing someone going through something, but just hearing about it or hearing a number doesn't have that same effect. So I think it's so important that when we talk about human rights issues or these types of social justice issues, uh, talking about it can be great, but art can really do something that just speech can't do. So I think that's great that this film festival is 
devoted to that, trying to bring mm-hmm. about awareness of social justice through art. Exactly. I think that's great. Yeah. Now, Shine, can you tell us maybe how you got involved with sure. the festival? So, Andrea and I, we were uh, we were meeting on a business. Mm-hmm. Um, she does also like financing for companies, and that's what I'm involved in. And so we were meeting about talking about a, uh, like a business meeting, mm-hmm. and then at the end, we just kind of hit it off. And she said, you know, I usually don't do this, but I'm involved in this film festival. And we just hit it off so well. She said, I wonder if you would be interested. And I could just see how like lit up she was about it and how passionate she was. And we started talking about it. And she also asked me where I was from. Mm -hmm. And I told her that I'm Iranian. And what's really interesting is even this is an international film festival, but a majority of the films were coming from Iran. Mm. And for me, that was very exciting as well, because, you know, the the vision that a lot of people have of Iran that we see, let's say, in the media or different things like that is not representative, right. you know, and Iranian filmmakers, I think, do such a great job of being able to portray stories and that there's so much going on over there. And I just thought it was so exciting that there's also this venue. And so there's. You know, in the film festival, there's probably 32 or so films that are going to be shown. I want to say about six or seven of them are from Iranians, actually, who are in Iran, Mm. who submitted their films. And likewise, for me, um, just as Andrea was saying, I've been very moved by by art and artistic expression. And I think that it's a way of really creating like transformation within people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll see something and you get like so moved or inspired and it's just a medium of like communication that is, that transcends, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I I think, yeah, to me it's, um, as you're saying, the arts can do so much. Being a psychologist, hearing you say like transcends, it helps us connect to the world and other people. I I see how much art also helps people connect to themselves Mm -hmm. in a way, which uh, whether it's through art therapy or just a song or some kind of them expressing through art can be so much. So we talked about this a little before the show about how much art is sometimes considered this kind of extra thing Mm. in life. Okay, you have to study or work or do other things, but then art is kind of this thing. If you have time for right. it, you know, we do it. Or if, as a, a school, well, we have if we have money, we'll have a music and arts program. But if we don't, well, it's kind of extra, so we don't need it. Mm-hmm. But really recognizing that art shouldn't be this thing we just push to the boundaries, but that it really is, it is life in a lot of ways. Yeah. And we can't avoid that or, or make it something that's not included in, in our everyday lives. So I think these types of things, these film festivals, it's like a celebration of art also. Exactly. And it's essential. In fact, the good thing about this festival also is that we include young people in it. Mm-hmm. Last year, we had films that were made by young artists, young people that are, you know, just pick up a camera and through a program and they get to make a film. And so that's one of the things I'd like to definitely continue each year is to include the youth, not only in film, but in music and in in, in um, fine arts. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times we, we don't see young people doing um, 
the fine arts. You know, everyone wants to be a rapper, right? <laughs> But no one wants to, they don't necessarily know that you need to learn to play an instrument. Yeah. And because we don't have band anymore, the kids aren't being exposed to that. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of my friends are jazz musicians and a lot of them started in school. They started with band, with the, with the harmonica. That's the first oh, thing the you get. The recorder. The, the recorder, yes. right. That's what uh -huh. it is, the recorder, <laughs> right. And so that's how you're going to get exposed to it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's being taken away from us. And yeah. so, but the important thing is for us to remember that we have the power. Mm -hmm. We are allowing, you know, the school boards and the, the you know, um, our um, governmental agencies, for lack of a better word, to, to, to dictate that. But we can demand that art stays in the school. We have, we, sh we, have a, uh, we owe it to our kids because art is essential in their development. It does something to the brain. Mm -hmm. There's the freak, you know, all of those things. I mean, there are people who can speak more eloquently to that portion of it, but we do know that it is important. Absolutely. And, And it does stimulate parts of the brains that helps with critical thinking and creative thinking that then allows you to problem solve in ways that you don't do when you mm -hmm. yeah, just linearly thinking. So it's very important. And we as a community need to kind of, you know, galvanize and, and keep arts in the school or, or find ways to fund it so that our kids can get this because mm -hmm. it's needed. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we talked about this also before uh, the show that I was talking about, the research I saw in a book I was reading that said that Nobel Prize winners in the sciences had disproportionately compared to their peers been involved in mm -hmm. art. Mm -hmm. And as you were saying, kind of parts of the brain and all that stuff, but it just helps you think differently and, and approach things in a different way and And even in the sciences, you need creativity. It's not just about learning and yes. repeating, right? Exactly. To advance anything, we need innovation. And so to think innovatively, that's kind of an art in a way, whether it's in math or science or exactly. music or painting, whatever and it might be. And it's one of the things that makes us, you know, uniquely human. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like, you know, so I have teenage boys. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, you, you'll find out a lot about yourself when you go to a sporting event that your uh -huh. kids are participating in. You may think that you're like a Zen master and uh -huh. you're this, you know, you have everything under control until your children are like, let's say playing sports. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but I remember reading a, a poem by Rumi and in this poem, it said, raise your words, not your voice. Mm. It's rain that grows flowers, not thunder. Wow. And for me, It was, I feel like it was transformative in that every time I start to feel like maybe I'm, you know, um, I'm going to, like, I'm, I'm losing a little bit of control. I think about that. Mm -hmm. And I think, and, and it affects me. But it's just a few lines. Yeah. But yet it has such a power. And I've shared yeah. it with a few of my friends. And they've talked about that, too. And, I, and, and this is just one example, I think, yeah. of, of the power that that words or you know that stories have on us practical mm -hmm. you know things that you could have discussions with people but just something small like that could really affect the way that you think about things or the way that you behave you absolutely know? yeah and, and if you think about it on, on another level with doctors when they're in the when they're performing surgery mm -hmm. a lot of my friends who are physicians 
they listen to music. They're my, one of my friends. He plays. He's a he's a, he plays the trumpet. You know, so a lot of them are musicians. And mm-hmm. and 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 if you think about music, when you talk about how the words help you transform and think, when you're in a bad mood. Exactly. What mm-hmm. gets you out of that yes. music? You play a song or you you remember something from your childhood and this music is attached to it or you know, it's very powerful. And your Absolutely. spirit is just automatically a- raised. Yes, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, and you know, um I wanted to say a few more things. We're actually at a commercial break. And before we go to the break though, is there a website where people can learn more about the film festival if they want to There more? is. Yes. Yeah. It's um PTAF, P-T-A-F-F mm-hmm. dot org, and they can look to see um, what the schedule or purchase tickets. It's going to be at L.A. Live, uh, down the Regal Very Cinema, nice. yeah. and it's November 1st through the 4th. Okay. And there's a concert, but we could talk about it more. We'll, we'll talk. Yeah, back. we'll talk a little bit more. <laughs> yes, by one people. So much more. Yes. yes. Yeah. So this, uh, we have Shaheen Talabreza and on Mich- Andrea Michelle Smith. I almost said. In the bio I have has Michelle twice. I want to make sure I say it right. Andrea Michelle Smith, who is the festival director of the Pembroke Taparelli Arts and Film Festival that's happening starting this weekend or this uh, Thursday here in the Los Angeles area. But after the break, we'll be talking a bit more. You're listening to In Session with Dr. Fadi Delacqui. We'll be right back. back i'm joined tonight by two people from the pembroke taparelli arts and film festival the festival director andrea michelle smith and on the board of directors shaheen talabreza and before the break um you know shaheen i wanted to it was interesting you shared a beautiful poem by rumi uh and it was about let raise your words not your voice and yes though it's water it's rain that it's rain that makes the flowers grow, that not grows the flowers not yes. thunder and i thought about it because you we were talking about how art is so important because someone could tell you that same advice of you know what like don't, don't scream at your kids yeah, don't scream like make make your words more meaningful and it's you know but it wouldn't have the same effect as that poem in a very short just couplet kind of had that you know you can't just get the same thing from talking to each other so i think that is the power of art is that it does kind of penetrate if you want to call it the soul or our hearts in some way that just words that might not be able to do, even though a poem is words, but it's artistic in a way Mm -hmm. that it kind of goes deeper. So I think that's the power of art. And I know one of the big things, even in describing the film festival is this idea of um, artivism. And so Andre, maybe you can speak on that. What even that is a really nice term, but also what that means to you and tell our listeners a bit about that. Well, artivism, it, it, basically is an artist who's also an activist. Mm -hmm. Like, you would think of Harry Belafonte as an artivist, right? Mm -hmm. He may not have used um, activism in his work, per se, but he was an activist as well as an artist, even though he didn't necessarily do films that were socially um, challenging in in any way. But as an individual, he was you know, always supporting causes and don't, you know, making sure that he was on that side of the activism. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically a lot of artists who also take on the, the, the role of activist and working towards change would be considered an artivist. Mm -hmm. And, and then of course the ones who specifically do it in their work, 
is, you know, is an art, artist as well. Right. That sounds, yeah, makes a lot of sense. I think, again, we can talk about a social justice issue, yes. but art can express that in a way exactly. that just words maybe cannot. So what are some yes. of the themes in the film festival this year that get addressed? This year we're addressing health and environmental injustice. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you know, we have films that talk about toxic water and its effect on communities. Um, we, we have films that will talk about the big corporations for example when bp and the you know the water the spill and things mm-hmm. of that nature stuff like that um the coal miners in west virginia um and people who are who are dying as a result of the chemicals and things of you know that big corporations that they work with and then they don't want to pay their medical bills mm-hmm. and try to find reasons to say that those illnesses came from something else smoking cigarettes or you know um in fact one of the things i did prior to um doing the festival this i worked in a law firm where i was a document reviewer for lack of lack of a, a another way to to term it and basically what i did was um there was a big settlement that happened with a group of people that worked for a major corporation that had um, con- con- gotten various forms of cancer, mm. and a lot of them had died. But the or the company was pay was um, forced to pay. So what they were doing was basically looking at the medical records of all the people that they were then told to pay, to look to see whether or not they could find ways to say that the illness was caused by mm. something else. Mm-hmm. And that to me is just really sad. These people, these chemicals affected them. They were affected. They, a lot of them died. Their families were impacted. And so they looked to find ways to get out of that. That really impacted me. So mm-hmm. I, Obviously, I did not work there very long, uh-huh. so that that did not I did not work very there very long, and um, yeah, um, but so the we have films in the festival about that. In fact, the film that we're our opening night film is called The Devil We Know. It's an amazing film. Come out and see it. Um, that's Thursday night at eight p.m. That film is about a town in West Virginia, and these. People, the community got together and they fought big corp mm-hmm. and they won. So that's what it's about. It's sometimes the little the little people rising up and David and Goliath, right? That story. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it's about. And that's what we as a people have the, you know, the capacity of doing. We're, we're very capable of standing up for each other, you know, as a community and really working together so that we can make change. It's mm-hmm. not going to be one person. Yeah, and I think that's another thing that art can do is that when you hear about people, first of all, you might not know an issue is an issue, and art can bring that awareness. Mm-hmm. But then also it, it creates that human element because sometimes we hear about someone suffering on the other side of the world or maybe even in your city, but you just think it's like us and them and they feel very exactly. different from you. But I think art very much humanizes whatever the problem or situation is or the people who are suffering mm-hmm. in a way that, again, talking about it necessarily won't. So when you see a story of people and they're getting affected by whatever it might be. And then you say, oh, they're just like me. You know, they're just like me and my family. It moves you in a way that just hearing about the issue might not. So I can imagine that 
these movies can have that effect on people who check them out. So you mentioned that issue about the environmental mm-hmm. inequities and things of that sort. I also saw a movie, it was called, I don't know, was it Going Mental? Something like that. Yes. So there's, uh, that for me was obviously caught my eye because yeah. it's mental health related. <laughs> yes, but is that also uh, an aspect that's going to be covered in the film festival? Yes, so cool. the, yes we have mental health um, mm-hmm. in the festival as well, and specifically around youth mental health because we are finding that there's a lot of suicides mm-hmm. among um, our teenagers. Between the yeah. ages of 15 to 29 percent, um, 29 years old, we have a large number. It's it's astounding. The numbers and have gone up recently. Gone yes. up recently. Mm-hmm. And specifically among black and brown kids. And one of the main reasons for that is because there's no early intervention. A lot of times because there's a stigma to getting mm-hmm. help oh, and a yeah. stigma to going to therapy and a stigma around, you know, um, psychiatry in, in, in our communities. And so a lot of young people are not having the proper tools and the proper medication mm-hmm. or the proper, you know, environment for growth and they give up, you know, and as a community, we're not able to kind of know what those signs are because mm-hmm. we are not paying attention to that because there's a stigma there. Yeah. So one of the things we're going to be doing throughout the festival with our mental health panel and uh, we have a Alice, Dr. Allison McDade, who is a psychiatrist, she's going to be moderating the panel and we have Zia Lopez, who's um, a therapist. Um, we have Nicholas um he is a um, a counselor in the high school, but he's a, a therapist as well and an MSW social worker who works with youth. So they're all going to be talking about these issues. We're going to be talking to the community about warning signs, what to look for, how we can, especially with educators and anyone that's working with our youth, mm-hmm. how they can um, help them and reach, you know, when notice the signs and what they need to do and how they can help them. So we'll be giving tools. Great. So that's, that's on, on Friday? Friday. Okay, yeah. very yes. cool. Where is PM. that? Is that going to be? At the theater. In L.A. At L.A. At Live? LA Live. Very cool, yeah. yeah. And, you know, one of the topics I try to focus on on my show is the stigma that we attach to mental health and yes. how much it, it per- actually creates and kind of perpetuates suffering because people, if they have a mental illness or are dealing with something, they feel bad about themselves because I think that means that makes them crazy or bad or whatever when mm-hmm. it's just part of being human. Um, and then the other side of that is that it also keeps them from getting help exactly. because they think... If I go to a therapist, it means I'm crazy or bad or whatever else. And I deal with that every day in my office where I know a lot of people when they're coming in, they've been suffering for a long time, but haven't come in because of that embarrassment or shame that comes along with trying to acknowledge maybe I need help. And it's so sad to see people suffering, you know, without reason because of these stigmas that we attach to something to me i talk it's being human and actually i try to talk about this as often as i can <laughs> i go to therapy myself yes every week because i think it's a very good thing to do but i don't want people to think it's something to hide or be ashamed of mm-hmm. all it t- tells me if someone says they go to therapy is they take their mental health seriously just like if they get a trainer and go to the gym you say good for you you don't say oh that means you have some problem you say you're trying to take care of yourself so that's right yeah I see, you know, a lot of times if a kid gets a, uh, like a basketball coach or something like that, Mm -hmm. it's looked at as something that's positive because you're trying to improve those skills. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I feel like it's the same way that you're trying to improve, you know, your relationship or you're trying to improve different aspects of your life. So you go to people Mm -hmm. that are experts in something and they can help you to bring out the best that's inside of you. Absolutely. Yeah. I work with families that they say, we told our kid not to tell 
their friends that they mm-hmm. go to therapy. So even though like, oh, he has, you know, he can't make it to this play date or this, but we tell him don't say it's because the therapist say it's something else. So people are so afraid to even acknowledge going to a therapist because of the shame and the stigma that is attached to it. That That is one aspect of it. So, But I think it's important to recognize too, but it's also access. Oh, absolutely. Because yep. within certain communities, they just do not have access sure. to that. That's a good point. So that's something to also keep in mind when we talk about these issues, especially with, you know, the communities, the underserved communities that potentially may need it even more to some degree mm-hmm. um, for different reasons, obviously. Sure. Um, they don't have access to it. And so that's another thing that we need to, and which brings me to another point that we'll be talking about in the festival, the whole idea around universal health care. Mm-hmm. Because if we have universal health care, our mental health could be a part of that. And that could be taken care of without it having to be a, a financial burden mm-hmm. to be able to get access to, to these types of services. Sure. And I, it's actually, maybe just because we just talked about it, but a connection that we made in the previous segment about... Um, art and now it's mm-hmm. kind of like a okay once you do everything else if there's time to art mental health it's kind of the same thing exactly. you mm-hmm. need to do the physical and medical health that's necessary but mental health is seen as kind of like an extra thing like, right. okay going to therapy or getting the medications you need we don't think of them as a necessity but i think absolutely they are and they're affecting our lives and people's lives in so many ways so i think absolutely you're right that we need to have more access so the stigma plays a big part but then mm-hmm. having access to the resources is also going to be key um, and the sad thing is the people that often need it the most are the ones that have the least access to it. And so it kind of perpetuates certain cycles that are very unfortunate, but we need to give people those resources because they deserve them. Exactly. Um, and so I think that's that's very important. Mm-hmm. So the festival, again, this is the Pembroke Taparelli Arts and Film Festival, which is starting this Thursday uh, at LA Live. And you guys talked about some of what people can expect to, to go there. But people who are not in the LA area, is there any way they can be involved? Yes. Well, one of the things we are doing is that the festival will be on the East Coast mm-hmm. um, on the second week of, of November, November 8th through the 11th, will be New York City. So if you're in the New York, I um, mean, the surrounding area or mm-hmm. on the East Coast, you can drive down <laughs> um, to New York to come out because we'll be there for three days as well um, in New York. And the other thing is, Our goal with the festival when it first started was for it to be a traveling festival. So our goal is that um, over time as we grow, we'll be able to take the festival to different cities Mm -hmm. and have a staple in for at least four cities in the very, you know, on the East Coast, West Coast, Northeast, you know, West. (laughs) So we'll be in those areas, um, that Midwest, I should say, Mm -hmm. um, and then overseas as well, because it is an international festival. Our goal is to be able to go to an international country at least um, once. So it'll be four countries, four states in Mm -hmm. the U.S. and one country each year. That's the goal. Help us get there. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So people help us get there. How can they help? They can help us get there by supporting us through donations uh-huh. to help the, the organization grow. If you have a special skill set and you'd love to be a part of the what we're doing, um, we're looking, we're seeking board members. Um, we're looking for sponsors. We're looking for, you know, patrons. So, you know, anything that you can do to help move this festival forward. And if you'd like to participate in any way, please, you can send us an email at info 
at ptaff.org. And you'll, you can, you know, meet with Shaheen, our board member, and Elena, our board members, and, and learn about what we're doing here and become a part of what we're doing because great. we need the community. Yes, absolutely. That's great. And we actually just about at our last commercial break. Uh, but again, joining me tonight, Festival Director Andrea Michelle Smith and Board Director on the board of directors, Shaheen Talabreza from the Pembroke Taparelli Arts and Film Festival taking place starting this Thursday here in the Los Angeles area. Let's get into our last commercial break, but after break, we'll talk a bit more. You're listening to In Session with Dr. Fadi Jalakwi. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Again, I'm joined tonight by Festival Director Andrea Michelle Smith and from the Board of Directors Shaheen Talabreza of the Pembroke Taparelli Arts and Film Festival taking place starting this Thursday, November 1st through the 4th at LA Live here in Los Angeles. And, you know, there's a lot we already talked about about the festival and what people can look forward to. Shine, is there a movie or two you wanted to mention uh, that people maybe might find particularly interesting or that you really liked? Oh, in the film festival? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's a film called Are You Volleyball mm -hmm. that's from Iran. And it's uh, it's about a group of refugees and they're dealing with, you know, the difficulties, but they find a means of um, of joy through playing volleyball, for mm -hmm. instance. <laughs> um, and the film that we talked about earlier, Going Mental, that's uh, it's a musical. It has kind of like a light... Um, um, theme to it but uh -huh. but it tackles some difficult subjects and i think that that's another thing that art does very well yeah is sometimes or even comedy we're able to deal with things that are difficult but we we're able to make them palatable as yeah. well because of the way that you know yeah and and uh you know i wanted to ask you Farid, like you know is there has there been like a, a film or something some artistic that that you feel had an impact on your life that's a good question you kind of gave me a little heads up before the break i, I should have uh, so just I sprung it on i wouldn't you. mind you yeah. i'm used to that on my show <laughs> people call it and they ask me for questions about different things i don't know what they're going to ask so i kind of like not knowing sometimes it makes it more fun but um you know for me music i like lots of anytime i go see art i've i almost like have to remind myself every time i go see a play or a musical performance or whatever it's, i'm always like i need to do this more every time i'm always like i love seeing yeah. live art but i'd say music is something that on a daily basis affects me and even sometimes i'll be with a client and something that they're saying will make me think of a song mm. and then sometimes after i leave the office i'll make sure to listen to that song if it has some kind of and it makes me just kind of feel good and feel connected and and so music is something that even just recently i was going through something kind of a tough time or thinking about some issue and having to go through some things and i just listen to some songs and kind of give me bring tears to my eyes but it was a good feeling of kind of connecting that, those feelings that and expressing good it. sadness yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, no, exactly yeah. for me i feel that a lot of times so music i think and it's not a particular song it changes uh you know from yeah. time to time depending on what i'm going through or what gets brought up i think music is something that literally every day affects me yeah yeah there was when i was younger uh i won't say how long ago but <laughs> the, the movie um with ben kingsley gandhi oh, and i remember seeing that film and there's a particular scene in which Gandhi is with these, um, you know, officials. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's someone of a lower caste who's, you know, and he goes and asks the person from the lower caste to bring the tea. 
and Gandhi takes the tray from him and serves it. But, you know, in that society, you would never touch something. But that action of his basically transformed all those people who were watching Mm -hmm. that action take place. And for me, it was so powerful because it also is the intersection of not just our words, but our actions Mm -hmm. and being able to see that and see that how somebody that powerful was able to thousands of years of a caste system by that action was able to to completely transform something like that and and i find it very you know inspiring it's there's certain things that we can do that we can take away from that and say oh how is my action able to do something that maybe has some kind of repercussion to it mm-hmm. and again i think that a lot of this can be expressed through some artistic mean. You yeah. Know? Yeah, we were talking about this before the show too, and I want Andrea mm-hmm. to get to sh- answer the question too, uh, but this made me think of something we talked mm-hmm. about before the show, how uh, people used to read fiction a lot more, not just for fun to read a story, but actually to be inspired, learn about, you know, how to be build character, how to become the person they want to be, because we assumed that these great writers really mm-hmm. saw something about the human experience yeah. that maybe we all don't notice. So I think people have, lost that that this idea that i talk about a lot of self-help books on this show Mm -hmm. and people sometimes think if i want to grow as a person i should just read a self-help book and that's the only way but art and reading fiction actually can be a great way to learn about how to improve your life you can be inspired by the characters whether it be a real life person like gandhi in a movie or in a novel and you're reading about someone a fictional character but we can grow a lot as humans if we look at people throughout in art and Mm -hmm. inspire us to grow uh, as think, a human being. Think about the book uh, Animal Farm, mm-hmm. uh, which was one that I read when I was young. And it did such a great job of like explaining, um, you know, the whole Russian revolution and the means of how people can start out with um, a very utopian and, very, uh, and a great idea for mm-hmm. equality and how things can just kind of go the wrong way. But yet it's done all through analogy and allegory, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's so beautiful. And I think that one of the things that was very powerful, which you see with um, Iranian filmmakers or Iranian artists is because when you're censored, when you're in a society that you're not able to Mm -hmm. explicitly discuss certain things, you find different means to make that expression, right? And it's almost like that constraint is able to give you a way of expressing something that that is so powerful, but yet a lot of times the sensors are not able to, they don't, they're not able to see it. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? And it's interesting. You said analogy and allegory. I always, even with clients, sometimes they'll be going through something or they're in a dilemma. And sometimes when I can come up with an analogy mm-hmm. for them, that can really get them to see what they're going through. That makes more sense than what, like talking about what they're actually going through. So yeah, art in that way of using analogy can sometimes make us see something with new eyes. We're like, Whoa, now that I see what you're saying, or now that I see my situation in a different way, it actually becomes a lot more clear to me. So it is interesting how art can do that. Now, I want to give Andrea a chance to answer the question that, that Cheyenne brought Bef- up. But yeah, yeah. Oh, go Before ahead. I say what impacted me, I have uh, someone on Instagram, Mr. Wash. Um, he's a, an amazing artist mm-hmm. and incredible story as well. He was um, one of the artists in our festival last year. Um, amazing artist. Um, so he said that the films that impacted him the most was meeting Joe Black and In Time. Hmm. So for me personally, um, when I first when I came to this country, I did not really know anything about the history here. 
And I went and saw, as a young person, um, the film. Um, you know, I had the film on the tip, and all of a sudden, <laughs> it's just like gone. Um, and it's a film that I talk about all the time. It's uh, had Carol O'Connor in it, and Harold Rollins, and Debbie Morgan, and Debbie Allen. Sorry, not Debbie Morgan. Debbie Allen, and that film was the most impacting film of my life. Um, that film, it was a film that t- was about racism. And it's um, the, there was a scene in, in that film where Hal Rollins, he w- was a, a, a man who had accomplished some things and was financially well off in the community. And he had bought a car, a brand new car. And the white men in the com- in the town didn't like the fact that he was wealthy and doing well. And they put manure in the car, fill the car up with manure. Mm-hmm. And he had to come out of his, you know, and go. And, you know, things like that. I had, I had no idea that these things were going on in this country and didn't know anything about racism. You know, I'm coming from Jamaica, where it's a, a predominantly black country. Our leaders were black. You're, you know, everyone was of the same complexion and, you know. And so that... Why is that? It it just that, escaped me. Is it ragtime or no? Ragtime. Okay. Yes, it, was, it is I'm, absolutely. I don't want to sound like I'm really smart. I go, I was trying to Google no, no, no. based on the actors <laughs> you were saying, yeah, and I found that. it. No, I don't no, know. That <laughs> film was so important in my yeah, life. Uh-huh. It really defined. It, it it really defined me as a person. Mm, at, yeah. You know, and when I went to college, I went to Howard University. One of the reasons I went, you know, these are the kind of things that influenced my decision to do that, mm-hmm. and um. I learned more about the country, about the country and the culture, the culture. And it's so this is just it's just a big part of of defining who I am, Mm -hmm. that film. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people have those moments where some movie, some song, whatever it might be, inspired them in a way. And yeah, so I think we don't want to lose sight of that. And, you know, we're talking about the artivism aspect of it, too, that people can help bring awareness of just social justice issues, human rights issues across the world. And make us aware, you know, something you were talking about, Andrea, before the show, but maybe an issue that you think about affecting America, let's say, but you wouldn't think happening in Iran, but that right. might be the case. And I know uh, you said some of the one of the films is about LGBTQ issues yes. taking place in Iran. Um, and I think that's really interesting because I know, speaking with people, that there is a lot of stigma that we have. We still have it in the United States, but uh, in Iran and the Persian culture, you see it very strongly about LGBTQ issues and people having a hard time coming out and not just coming out, but coming out to themselves because of that stigma that they're, you know, and it's really sad. And in Iran, it's even worse. But mm-hmm. there's a, a film in this year's film festival or was that last year? That was the film in last, last year's, year's festival. Okay. However, we have a film in this year's festival that kind of deals with the same thing. And it's called um, Lu- uh, G- Good Night. I do- I had the name of the film earlier, didn't I? I was going to say, say ragtime again, but I know <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so funny. Um, it it's um called. You see the name there? I, you can take I'll, a look. I can tell. It's so funny. Like all of a sudden, all the names have just escaped me. So this film will be on Saturday. It's called. It's on Saturday. Um, it is called. Oh wow. That's really 
we'll, we'll Come we'll on find Saturday and yeah. find out. Saturday Irish goodbye. Find... <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, it's Irish called goodbye. Irish goodbye. There and is. not only is it an LGBTQ film, it's also about racial um uh-huh differences in that community as well so yes it is there are some amazing films in the festival um that's that you're going to see we have films about um climate change mm-hmm. um from greenland i was like i don't know where greenland is <laughs> but we have a film from greenland no i do know uh-huh. <laughs> but you know things of that nature is just showing you like the, the the we talk about climate change in this country but this is something that's going to affect the entire world mm-hmm. and not only is going to affect the entire world it's going to affect marginalized communities even so even more so impact third world countries even more so and so it's important for us to start making changes that will because those changes will impact us on a larger level mm-hmm. so we can you know really put a stop not we can't stop it it's going to happen but the impact of it can be lessened sure and we have to and we have to take action and we were talking about this earlier that uh, art can sometimes motivate people by stirring up those emotions to take action where exactly. just hearing the statistics, you know, there's all these UN reports on climate change and there's this report on human rights issues here and there. And you might feel something very briefly, but I think art can take that in a new level, exactly. make it penetrate your heart a little bit more and feel something that makes it more likely that you take action or even those images, you know, uh, are hard to forget. Whether it's a real image, like there's some pictures that have affected people, like we saw that boy I hate to even say it, washed mm-hmm. up on the beach a few years ago and made people aware, wow, this refugee crisis is exactly. something we have to take seriously. Or it's an artistic image that makes people aware of something's going on and affects them more deeply than just hearing a statistic would. And in talking about images, we also have an art exhibit in the festival um, that will be happening on Sunday. And that art, art exhibit is going to be around women, women's issues, women's reproductive health. Unfortunately, within certain in black and brown communities, women, our women die in childbirth at a higher rate than any other women. It's Native American women, um, Alaskan women and women of color have an alarmingly higher mortality rate in childbirth. Hmm. And a lot. it's surprisingly enough, it's not necessarily because we have worse conditions than third world countries because we're dying even more so than in third world countries. Right. Hmm. It's about the mentality of the practitioners. Doctors do not believe people of color when they say they have pain. Mm-hmm. When they say they're in pain, they, because I don't know if you're aware of this, but back in the 60s, I believe, or seven, they were doing experiments on women of, of black women without anesthesia mm-hmm. because they said they have high pain tolerance. So that's, that mentality is still prevalent in the healthcare industry. Mm-hmm. So when a black woman goes in and says she's in pain, they don't necessarily believe that she's in as much pain. So that panel, and we have some great artwork that's going to be shown in relationship to that. It's called Viva La Vulva, and it's a reproductive health um, exhibit. Yeah, and there's also research showing that in the world of psychology and psychiatry, different diagnoses have are more likely to be made based on race, mm-hmm. which is an issue. So we these are issues that we need to look at, and there's so much more we could talk about, but we do have to wrap up the show for Aww. tonight. Yes, but thank you so much <laughs> to the festival director, Andrea Michelle Smith, and from the board of directors, Shaheen Talabreza from the Pembroke Taparelli Arts and Film Festival, which is taking place starting this Thursday at LA Live. And again, the website, again, 
www.ptaff.org. And I'll be posting that on my social media probably later tonight or tomorrow. But a big thank you to both of you for joining me tonight. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, <laughs> Very well synchronized. Yeah. We are. They were in sync on that one. Thank Amazing. you so much. And I hope you guys will check out the festival if you're in the L.A. area this weekend. So thank you to both of you. Thank you to everyone listening out there and to Amir here in the studio. You've been listening to In Session with Dr. Fatty Delacqui. Have a wonderful night. 